everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. unbelievably shredded you are I don't understand like I've been lean I've been 12% body fat I have never ever had a midsection like that but I suppose my genetics suck (laughs) yeah it's just genetics you know what it was just it was just very excessive no but it is that like I mean I think everyone can get really lean and really shredded but how you look that lean and that shredded I think that largely is genetic like I don't think like I've had friends who have I've, well, I've had clients who've competed in the end and started training at the same time, started the same plans, been subject to them on the same calories, been the same kind of pretty much percentage of body fat, but how they look in shape could not be more different. Yeah, I think it's like, like I mean, a huge element genetics, but then also like how much time you've spent building muscle. Yeah, true. A lot of people just over diet and think they'll get lean. Basically, they think they'll get lean by losing body fat, but they don't. They just get they just have less body fat but they still don't have enough muscle and I think women in particular get really hung up when they're getting lean even if they do still resistance training they do still understand the importance of muscle protein synthesis they get way more hung up on the cardio because they're trying to get lean and that can see their lifting take a huge hit and also just in terms of their physical ability to hold on to muscle at doing that much cardio takes a huge hit and yeah I completely agree I yeah but that's insane so to anyone listening, we're talking about Kerry, obviously. About <laughs> Kerry's photo. Um, yeah, it's great. I wonder if I can... No, it'd be too complicated. I was like, I could probably get it up on the screen. That would be really clever, but I'm not going to bother because I'll probably mess everything up. I've had two breakfasts and I'm still starving. What did you have? <laughs> I don't want to say. Our clients would be like, you what? <laughs> I had two ham toasties. In fairness, ham toasties. Yeah, in fairness, in my defense, I woke up at six and I was ravenous. So I came downstairs and um, I'd been dreaming about ham toasties. So I was like, I'll have a ham toastie. Had a ham toastie about six thirty. I had my last one at like ten thirty, so four hours later. But since I finished it, all I did was think about ham toasties. So then that's I had- your thing at the moment, <laughs> ham toastie. And so now I'm like, oh my god! But I have a massive chicken and vegetable stew in the fridge for my lunch and my dinner, so I'm gonna balance it out. But oi, ham toast is 400 calories. It's the fucking bomb. What do you put in? Just ham, no cheese. Butter and ham. So just do like two slices of bread. Like I like to do wholemeal, just because I like. Because health, babe. Because <laughs> health. Because wheat jam. Um do wholemeal with like I always have lightest lard pack butter because it's got to save on the calories somewhere when you're having a sandwich um and then extra lean ham and just the fancy kind you know waitrose they were clear yes some guy wrote under my post like two people after that calories post which by the way I thought was a good post to help people and obviously no matter how much you're trying to help people you still get complete fucking douchebags both men obviously one man comments underneath it being like, um, ooh, bougie. What about those of us that don't have the money to shop in Waitrose? I'm like, of all the, I literally did Morrison's. 
I did um, Waitrose, I did m and I did Sainsbury's, I did Tesco. And I did Whole Foods as well. I was like, I'm actually really trying to get like a full spectrum just so dickhead comments like that don't appear. I'm Cheers. sorry, but if you are like, Waitrose isn't even bougie anymore. Whole Foods. Whole Foods is bougie. And then, and then some other guy who's like the MMA blueprint. And I texted Roger Gracie. I was like, please slide into his DMs and threaten him for me. <laughs> the MMA blueprint, this little loser geek who's obsessed with MMA and his whole page is about MMA, wrote under it like, imagine how depressing it would be if this was your life. Imagine having to drink coconut milk vile. I was like, actually, homeboy, coconut milk is a fucking bomb. Number one, <laughs> way better than every other kind of milk. And number I two, will literally fight you. <laughs> I will fight you. For, I, get off my page right now. So obviously I block them all. <laughs> sometimes by the way guys watch out because chloe's brutal with the blocking sometimes she'll just block clients as well i don't i've got no that's mistaking sometimes that's <laughs> you know how that happens that happens on the q and a's because i still time- remember someone messaging me being like chloe's just blocked me and i don't know why and i feel really bad i think she's on this round now and this is the thing though is that so when you do a q and a box if you decide not to answer the question because you've already done one like it or it's not really what you're answering at the moment, you know, like people love to ask me when I'm having kids. Like, and the more that you try and like, if you try and swipe by it, it basically immediately comes up with the option to block. And if you're not doing what, if you're not looking at what you're doing, you're just trying to get through the questions. I mean, it's happened. I've blocked quite a few people. <laughs> it has happened numerous times. Numerous. Yeah, what well, hasn't happened for a while, which I'm really proud of, is neither of us have been blocked from the Facebook group. I think they've changed the algorithms. Because, oh, okay. Again, I called one of my clients the other day, um, a badass bitch, and they didn't block me. And I was like, oh, good. This must be okay now. All right, then. <laughs> should, we, should we get on with some questions? Yeah, guys, I've had my first coffee in a few days on it. It's gone all right. Not, not that anyone could tell. Oh, Kan Chan wants to know if you have brown sauce on the... No, Kanchan. Look, I know I'm from Manchester. No, Kanchan. Oh, God. I know I'm from Manchester and like Northerners just can't stomach <laughs> me because brown sauce is like the work of the devil. And James has it and I can smell it when it's like his plate is in the dishwasher. It's like coming at me and I'm like. Bleh. Yeah, I always thought it was barbecue sauce. And then I tried it and I was like, it's not. And it, was a, it wasn't a great experience. Disgusting. Mm. Especially when you think, oh, this is going to be barbecue. No. I know barbecue sauce is the shit. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Pro tip, if you ever get chicken nuggets from McDonald's, which I would hope that all of you do, unless you're like vegan or vegetarian, which is fine. You need to double dip the ketchup and the barbecue and it will change your life. Mm, All right. Just trust me. I have a palette of (laughs) the god. (laughs) Right, okay, let's start. Well, me and Emma were up last night (laughs) sending each other really really lost messages about a funny situation that's happening in our industry and I literally went to bed oh god hold on I know why is this happening hold on is it better now Gosh, this happens every time. And I can't understand why. Is Chloe even still here? (laughs) Oh, yes, everyone can see. Yeah, okay, so you froze. Now I can't hear you. 
Can't hear you. You froze on a really amazing face, which I've captured for Instagram. <laughs> and we've now flipped. I'm where you. you. Yeah, now I can hear you. Uh, and we flipped. I'm where you are, and you're where I am. Oh God. Right. Okay. Well, at least we're here. Maybe yeah. that's time to answer questions. Yeah, but we were having lols over memes last night. No, it wasn't just memes. We were just taking the piss out of people. Look, this is the face you froze on. <laughs> why am i so attractive you're right you're getting food out your teeth that is your way to look like Quasimodo, <laughs> the disney cartoon um which by the way is really offensive but anyway what Quasimodo? yeah but i suppose it's like a it's like a fable so you just you know go with it but it is really offensive okay enough back then do we have any questions on the live no surprisingly not rude <laughs> so what the fuck is everyone i mean we do have a million to get through <laughs> but instead we're still trying shit <laughs> right okay here we go here we go here we go i love how facebook can't decide if it's announcements or features like come on i know be linear with us okay right so okay lucy ponton the last round was my first round and i started taking creatine from week four onwards by week at eight I was still struggling with constipation from taking it. <laughs> I don't think that that's the creatine. Emma, do you? No, it's not the creatine. No, um, from taking it. So I stopped. as I didn't think it was doing me any good with that poo inside me. <laughs> Wait, what did she just say? <laughs> I felt it wasn't doing me any good <laughs> with all that poo inside me. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can feel that. I can dig that. I was drinking three liters of water a day and found that that didn't help alleviate it either. What would you suggest I do now instead? I was taking the tablet form at dinner, and I was taking the recommended whole glass of water when taking the tablets. Emma, I'm. <laughs> I've never, honestly, I've never heard of a side effect of creatine being constipation. So I'm just. Like my thoughts would be that it's something else. Um, but if you did notice that, I don't know, you were able to go to the toilet after you stopped taking creatine and it, and then you like, let's try it again. And if you get constipated again, they, then we can be like, yeah, it's the creatine. And I agree with that. it's not a side effect I've heard of, but to be fair, I don't know if people, because they're so new to it. And let's be honest, the reason there are so many questions about protein is because people are so weirdly dubious about it. Like they used to be about whey protein. Do you remember when everyone thought it was like a steroid? Um, and I feel like creatine's kind of replaced that. And I think people are quite dubious about it. So then anything they get that's a bit odd that week, they're like, oh, it's the creatine. And I think sometimes it's not. Most of the time it's not. I think every now and again, yes, yeah, some people can have weird reactions to stuff. Like I think I remember in the last few rounds, we've had random clients being like, creatine makes me tingly. And that makes me wonder, is it mixed with some kind of yeah. yeah, exactly. Or BA, like what's it mi being mixed with? Um, and then other people have been like, no, it's, it's straight up creatine monohydrate. So, I mean, look, we're not, we can't, we don't know. Like we really don't know, but I think a lot of the time it's kind of in your head. And I think that not in your head, sorry, but you're, you're, you're making a misassociation. And I think that actually, yeah, that constipation's just in your head. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're fine, just go to the loo. <laughs> but I think that like, it's probably more like we have you guys probably increasing 
protein, fiber, these things can play a role in your digestive tract being, you know, funky for a bit. But so it could possibly be that. Yeah, I think that's more likely. And I think you're right that, I mean, we've seen this a lot with the vaccine recently, that literally anything happens the week after the vaccine and you're like, it was the vaccine because that's the thing that's changed. And every time we start around, you know, like you are changing things around your diet. And I think we get this most, like, oh, I'm really tired. And it's been like two days. Like, it's not that your calories are too low. Like you won't be like starving after two days, even if your calories were a little bit low. Like that isn't what the problem is. It's probably that you're just tired for a number of reasons. Like could literally be anything. Much more likely would be like lack of sleep or the fact that you were tired before you started the program anyway and you're still tired. Um, so it's very easy to like wrongly attribute these things. But what I would suggest is if you want to take creatine, again, it's not this like magic pill that everyone has to take. It does make a relatively small difference we would recommend it because there's benefits to it. And for most people, there aren't any side uh, negative side effects. Um, and also it's cheap and readily available. But if it doesn't suit you, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get any results or that like, you know, I think the next question we normally get is if I can't take creatine, what, like, what else can I take? And there isn't like a substitute for it, but you don't need to take it. So don't stress if you can't. Um, yeah. Yeah, all, all great points. Okay, I'll just... on the live. Should I go? Yeah, go for it. Katie, um, I'm going out tomorrow evening for a six-course tasting menu. Is there any point in attempting to track or okay as a one-off? Okay. I also have a bottomless brunch at the weekend. <laughs> okay, so take, take the tasting menu as a one. Like, I mean, don't bother trying, trying to track it, but maybe gauge roughly like, oh, it's, let, let's just say it's going to be a thousand calories. And then with the brunch, like I know it's bottomless, but maybe be a little bit sensible, like enjoy it, but don't just keep going for more and more and more. A hundred percent agree with Emma. Tasting menu, really like once in a blue moon that people get to do that. It's expensive. Normally it's paired with wine, like fuck it, just go and enjoy it. I go to bottomless brunches all the time because my friends and husband are obsessed with them. And it is very, very easy to eat till you're full and track everything and stay in calories. Um, so that one, I would say, yeah. And, and again, this is another really nice lesson for everybody, but also in this specific case of being like, I don't have to over restrict just because I'm quote, unquote on a diet or in a fat loss phase. But that doesn't mean that I don't have like I can say yes to everything all the time. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And this is the same with, we've talked about this so many times before, everything in life, including this goal. Yeah, it's funny that we'll like accept that without even question that, yeah, you need to work hard to graduate uni. You need to work hard to like learn to drive. You need to work hard to get good at literally anything in life. And then when someone's like, oh yeah, you'll need to work hard like in relation to your diet as well. Like, oh no, that's diet culture. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, no, no. But like it it holds true for everything that you want to achieve. Like there will be an element of hard work and there will be an element of sacrifice or compromise if you want to get there. Yeah, and this is what I found so interesting about that stupid MMA guys that I was like, you do know that the fighters that you love have to make a weight class. And in order to do so, they are actually, ironically, they tend to do it in fucking unhealthy ways. But if they were were to do it in a healthy way they would have to implement calorie control. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet, I'm like, how? I don't even know why I still have an Instagram account. 
Uh, right, okay, Lizzie. I have my birthday on Monday. Happy birthday for Monday. Um, that wasn't everything, there's more. However, I literally do not know how to balance. Uh, now, that sounds ridiculous. I've had a great start, loving the calories and would probably be happy stick sticking a candle in a protein bar right now <laughs> as I'm feeling very focused, but I know I might regret it down the line and feel like I've deprived myself. I am very all or nothing. So I've never done balance. Any tips for enjoying the day without drinking myself into oblivion? Um, you're not gonna, I'll tell you what, if you are in a place presently where you are very happy with how your diet's going and how everything's going, why on earth are you christening yourself with the prophecy that in two weeks time, you're gonna really regret it? No, you won't, because during, at the time you made the decisions that best suited you. And that's what stops you ending up regretting something. If at the time you made the best decision for that time for you. Um, what you would regret is if you were like, I'm so excited to go for Chinese, but I know I'm going to have to order, you know, boiled chicken and steamed rice and I'm going to regret it. Okay, well then, yeah, then you're going to regret it. But right now it sounds like you're absolutely bang on point. So what I would do is stay exactly where you are with your diet. And if someone offers you a glass of champagne and it ends up being a bottle, fine, it's your birthday. That's absolutely fine. But don't go into it like, well, I'm going to have to eat everything because it's my birthday. And if I don't, I'll regret it. You know, nor go into it thinking, well, I'm really happy restricting so I won't ever, you know, venture outside of what I have been kind of consuming. It's your birthday. So I'd say go in with the best intentions to do what you're doing now. And if you find that someone offers you something or you end up pissed at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, who cares? It's your birthday. And I think Emma's going to say something now. And I just want to touch on it really quickly because she'll make a really, really good point on this constantly telling yourself that you're all or nothing is setting you up to fail and be all or nothing of course you're not you're here you're working you're already doing it it sounds to me like you've got great balance you're working hard you've proven that you're not so you know stop putting a hurdle in your own way that otherwise wouldn't be there emma yeah i just echo that like i think it's so unhelpful to tell yourself that you're all or nothing and I think a lot of us are still like, it's a fixed mindset, right? It's like, this is how I've always been. I can't change. You absolutely can change. Being all or nothing doesn't serve you. It hasn't got your results in the past. So you need to do it differently this time. Yeah. I would even like, as a bit of an experiment or as a bit of, I'm going to prove to myself that, yeah, I can on my birthday, have a bit of cake, have a bit of champagne and then get right back on track and also have it, but not massively overdo it. And you'll realize how much more you enjoy it. You'll actually enjoy it more if you don't, massively overeat on the day and then end up feeling guilty the next day even though obviously you shouldn't feel guilty about eating and we'll have unconditional permission to eat all all of the caveats there but realistically a lot of people do because they end up overeating prove to yourself this time that you can enjoy yourself you can enjoy food that you want you can celebrate your birthday in the way that you want to and then you can get straight back on it the next day and it hasn't ruined your progress and you can have balance but constantly telling yourself you're all or nothing will mean that you will be all or nothing. And then essentially when you see so much of your own behavior in a certain way, that becomes like facts to you. So if you're telling yourself that story all the time that you're all or nothing, and then every time you're in a situation like this, you do behave in that way, then that does become fact to you. So once you nail this birthday and you realize that you can practice balance, internalize that as a win, like that should be a massive win. Um, and don't just like move past it and think, well, yeah, that's how normal people should behave, like, and not really, um, yeah, internalize it as something that you've done, that you've achieved, that goes against the narrative that you're all or nothing. Fucking preach here. 
Okay, Tori. Hey, sorry, I might have missed this in the intro video, but would you mind running through how you suggest we weigh in? I've seen a couple of people weigh in every day. Is this the best way to do it? Yeah, you know what? We should probably put something, like write something and put something. By, the, by we, I mean me. This is really my job. <laughs> write something and put something up about this. In time, I'm pretty sure it's there. Is it? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I keep saying this to Emma. She's like, no, no, we've done it. It's there. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so in an ideal world, guys, and look, I, I, I will caveat this at the end with certain considerations that I'm sure people, some people will be thinking. Um, in an ideal world, we want you guys to weigh in every day, at least in the beginning, okay? At least initially, because the scales are going to fluctuate day to day, week to week, based on so many things, whether it's stress at home, stress at work, lack of sleep, alcohol intake, water intake, fiber intake, food volume, protein. I mean, carbohydrates, menstrual cycle. It is fucking never ending. Every day they're going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. And every, if you were to weigh in once a week or once a fortnight or even once a month, we'd get a really arbitrary crap piece of data data point that we don't can't do anything with however if you weigh in every day not only are you going to prove to yourself psychologically that the scales are erratic as fog but also if you do that every day for the best part of a month we can see if the scales are trending down if you're on the right track um if they're staying stable if you're not quite in a deficit yet i highly doubt that any of you would would be consistently gaining if the goal is deficit you might be at maintenance but yeah Anyway, um, and then we can get a really nice idea. Now, I think a lot of people will hear us say that and be like, I have a really bad relationship with the scales. I really don't want to do that. And it's like, well, one, ironically, this is meant to counter that bad relationship with the scales and show you how erratic they are. And two, if you really are that, if you try it after a week or two and it's really messing with you, then yeah, come away from it. We have other measures we can use, like weekly measurements of waist, you know, thighs, depending on where you hold your body fat um monthly progress photos and generally just how you feel how your clothes fit you don't have to weigh in but is it is it a good data point for us yeah yeah I don't think I have anything to add but I, I do think that some people are like oh no I become obsessed with scales and, and again it's like kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy like you're obsessed with them because you think that they measure your body composition they don't like changes and actually there was a post in the group about this someone's weight's just like gone up overnight that's totally normal, totally inevitable. And if you think that that's an increase in body fat, like one, you're wrong, but two, that's what's going to put you off your progress. So do remember that like these fluctuations are inevitable. We don't really care about them. What we're looking for is trends over time. And the best way to get the most accurate data for trends over time is to take more data points. So first thing in the morning, before you've eaten anything, weigh yourself, don't think about the number, just write it down um and then the lowest weight from the week is the weight that we want to look at because it will fluctuate all the time if you're a woman it's probably going to go up at certain points of the month and there's nothing that you can or should do about that what we're looking for is that trend in your weight going down if body fat is your goal exactly i heard all of it i was just on the other side of the room um what are your thoughts on fasted workouts for postmenopausal ladies can they cause an elevated cortisol level and increased fat storage near the liver um as per a book fat around the middle by marlon granville Glenn. marlon brando <laughs> yeah no, i was like oh <laughs> didn't know that menopause book was there um but marlon brando could write a book about fat around the middle let's be honest uh what you're okay Emma. I'm, 
what are my thoughts on faster cardio anyway there's no benefit to doing it so I wouldn't be doing it anyway if you're worried about that then just don't do cardio fast or don't do fasted workouts um I doubt that any short-term elevation in cortisol post-workout would have any impact on where you're storing your body fat um it would be quite worrying if it did and I get that they'll basically what they'll be doing is taking like quite like both scientific facts but like merging them together without any evidence that that actually happens in a real person so yes cortisol is a stress hormone and in some does it even actually promote fat storage directly I think when it's chronic and this is kind of what we talk about with insulin uh, resistance as well or sorry not resistance my bad insulin response if we're having like chronically high blood sugar levels that's going to be a problem. If you're having chronically high cortisol levels, that's going to be a problem. However, it's absolutely par for the course that throughout the course of the day, both of these hormones and all your other hormones are going to fluctuate. So to be like, well, after exercise or, you know, if you have a stressful day at work or one bad night's sleep, your cortisol is going to rise. And oh my God, now visceral fat is going to start building up everywhere. It's like, well, no, that's how the body works. It's, we're not talking about like a chronic issue here. Um, and I think people, and this is a classic case of that, and we've seen this with insulin, people are applying normal fluctuations and hormones to the reason why X is happening. And therefore this hormone is bad. No, this hormone has a job to do and it's fucking doing it. Well, you're not, a, you know, you're only a special case if it's never ever troughing after peaking, that's the problem. So that would be my yeah. thought. On it. <clears throat> you're right. It's um, if it's elevated for prolonged periods of time, cortisol can increase visceral fat storage, which we know is a uh, cursor to metabolic problems and is a much more dangerous place to be storing your body fat. But if you tried to avoid all of your spikes in cortisol, like that, that would be like saying, well, exercise is inherently bad for you. Exactly. Because it increases cortisol, which is just a stupid statement. Um, exactly. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Let your hormones fluctuate. Whether fasted cardio has significantly elevated levels of cortisol post-workout, I don't know. I wouldn't care either because again, it's going to be short-term. Yeah. Um, what's more worrying is like chronically high stress levels. That might have an impact. And I would go as far as to say, you know, something like HIIT would probably have, you know, a, a higher kind of negative response in the hours after. And even that would be short-term. And these things are just, yeah, but don't just think before you demonize, is my body meant to be doing this? Yeah. And you'll know if there's a problem, you'll know, you'll be going to the doctor or you'll already be dealing with it. I think this is the problem with things like glucose monitors as well. When people are like, oh my God. And then my glucose shot up after I ate a meal. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what's meant to happen. Like insulin levels are meant to rise. It's just the chronic elevation of these hormones. So they're not there are no inherently good and bad hormones. It's just like imbalances or chronic, uh, chronically high levels. Um, Tracy, what's the opposite of all or nothing as a phrase? I would say imperfect action. <laughs> I would say <laughs> great phrase. <laughs> picture consistency over day-to-day -day perfection. <laughs> so it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Actually, Carrie quoted me the other day and was like, big pit. And I was like, imperfect action, 5,000. Big picture consistency, one. <laughs> Can I just say, just as you were talking, I've had a notification from Facebook, which is so 
weird given how we started talking and the fact we were talking about Carrie. Carrie has uh, violated the Facebook rules and they've removed a piece of her content that they won't show me what it is. <laughs> Do you think it's because she was bullying me? Maybe someone reported her for bullying. I mean, she really was going in at you and I loved it. She was then, going in. Let's read it again. <laughs> you read the next question. I'll read the post because Emma screen grabbed it before we started. Okay. Uh, question regarding doms. I went skiing. Uh, 17 to 18th of December. Oh, right. Okay. I saw that said degrees for some reason. I was like, that's very uh, hot skiing weather. Anyway, uh, then came back and did three workouts a week from the grads ones, but I did the new grads, the new gym legs on Tuesday and have severe doms. Only now am I squealing when I walk slash go downstairs. What would the reason behind such severe doms be considering I've been active and working out? It's the new workouts, babe. So any like change in workout, even if you've been working out previously, if I put something in that's like, I don't know, maybe there were more like stiff leg deadlifts or something like that. In fact, I did, I do think I put them in, um, <clears throat> which means that you'll probably have worse arms, but there's nothing good or bad about that. That's just normal. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> back to the Kerry thing, I think it's because she was bullying you because in it, she says you're unapproachable and intimidating and a bit of a knob. <laughs> Guys, can we just put the context behind this? I said that about myself, right? I was doing a post for... No context. <laughs> I want to see everyone descend on Carrie. She came out at me out of the blue saying I was unapproachable and a bit of a knob. Uh, I actually think you look, you look so hot in that. I just appreciate that the bra that you two are wearing is the exact same, except... Kerry's got bigger tatties than you. How dare you? How dare you, Prego? Um, okay, next cue. Okay. Oh, from Kerry. <laughs> Morning, Chloe and Tom Brady. <laughs> That's me. Professional NFL player. Bench press and press up starting to feel a little uncomfortable now. Any substitutes you can think of, chest press asides. Oh, I think that's a question. Um, yeah, so I think chest press. That's it. Yeah. Chest, so, so basically, so I'm not surprised if you're doing well. Push-ups. Those chaps. <laughs> if you're doing push-ups, obviously you're on your front. Bench press on your back. Yeah, I would say both of those are going to have to go. Um, but you can do the press at the gym on the machine, or even just a slight incline um, bench with dumbbells would be fine. Do you know what I'm just thinking of is as well. Flies. Is that Carrie will have had to go to her husband. So her husband took that photo. I know. Like, yeah, don't, don't, mind, don't mind any of this, but um, I need to find some black paint for under my eyes. And also, can we cut up? Is that like cut up cereal boxes for shoulder pads? No, no, no. It's I think it is an ice pack, either an ice pack or um like a like a lolly, like a frozen lolly. And I don't know what the other one is. Maybe some kind of cleaning shiny. <laughs> anyway, she must have had to be like, yeah, can you just take a photo of me like this? I'm going to look really mean. <laughs> be like, okay. Imagine the shit that Kerry's husband has to do on a weekly day. I mean, we need Kerry's husband like in the vicinity. We need him in the... Is he as funny as you, Kerry? I hope he's not a dullard. I always find that really funny people are married to really boring people. I'm not saying your husband's boring. I'm thinking what, so what's that with you and James? James, obviously. <laughs> I'm not speaking to James at the moment. He's been a very naughty boy. Ooh, very why? <sighs> I'll 
tell you after. <laughs> I was going to say. He, he was really mean to me when I needed him to be nice to me. So obviously then I just completely flipped and out meaned him. And now he's in the doghouse. <laughs> okay, you can tell me after. Right, Nicola. I am postmenopausal and always trained fasted. I've lost four stone on the easy method. No, you haven't. Because cortisol will have been causing you to store body fat. I think you're mistaken by that. Um, yeah, obviously... <laughs> you've been fine training fasted and managed to lose a significant amount of weight well done <clears throat> not that you need to train fasted but also yeah I was gonna say fine. do we I don't want to go into it if it's working for you that's fantastic but just anyone listening you do not need to do that um, no, there's no benefit it's more like Nicola lost that weight despite the fact that she was training fasted not because of the fact she was training fasted in fact someone said that I was talking about resistance training on Instagram saying someone was like it does help with weight loss. I've managed to lose weight resistance training. And I was like, no, it's the calorie deficit that's made you lose weight. Like just because you're doing a certain action, it doesn't mean it's actually beneficial. A lot of people, and this is something to be aware of when you're looking at people's social media. And also one of the reasons that I don't like those things like what I eat in a day and blah, blah, blah. Like people are getting results despite what they're doing, not necessarily because of what they're doing. And by that, I mean, like I might eat mackerel every day and you freaking hate mackerel. It's not the mackerel that's getting me results. Like you could do it in numerous different ways. I'm getting results almost like despite the fact I'm doing that, not because of that. Yeah. And we often, we love to see as humans correlation. So like if you do that and you're getting that result, that must be why you're doing, like that must be why you're getting that result. But it isn't always the way. So always question those things. Yeah, although eating mackerel every day will be very healthy internal changes which you can't see i'm just going to shut the window now i'm too cold okay uh holly any advice for sugar food craving and lack of energy for resistance slash weightlifting workouts when you are on your period i was going to do a post on this this morning but i did one on steps instead well i was going to do a post on steps but i didn't thank god oh good because i've just done 10 slides there <laughs> um I've decided this is my new year's resolution by the way as a coach is to actually now watch me indulge when a client's actually just asked me a question <laughs> and the irony of what I'm about to say to actually just post I'm I there's too many people in our industry and I think it's like a reaction to one person in our industry who's had great success doing it just like you know and I'm like okay what about everyone like what do they need this is my coaching new year's resolution to only post about what my clients need um how much like it's so much nicer as a personal trainer doing that as well like I don't care what's going on between so and so and so and so I don't need to always comment on anti-diet and like basically a lot of almost like academic level people arguing about this this and this and that this study shows this all the studies are massively flawed like actually this is one thing I wanted to rant about but like if you look at the research around I don't know why I'm holding a small toothbrush. <laughs> why are you? Where did I it come from? I don't know where it came from. I'm always holding something. <laughs> Me too, like candles. Uh, anyway, um, when you look at the research into things like intuitive eating and you look at like the questionnaires, like the validated questionnaires that they've used to, to see if someone is like a flexible dieter or a more restrictive dieter and then how we translate that into like real practical work, like, some of the questions on these questionnaires are, are like ridiculous and don't really tell you if someone is flexible dieting or not. And actually we know this as well as anyone, but at the thought processes behind actions are way more important than the actions themselves. But if you're doing something like a questionnaire, it might be like, 
do you track your calories? And someone might be like, yes. And they'd be like, okay, well, that's a tick in the unflexible approach to dieting. Yeah. Um, or like a more restrictive approach to dieting, even though actually it might not be restrictive at all for the individual. In, in different situations, it might be very restrictive for someone. But I think we often look at research thinking that like, oh, if it's in a study, it must be right. But there's so many flaws, like even in the research. And I think we often look at research thinking that our clients give two fucking shits. Like yeah. I say, there's like one very well-known coach who's had great success doing this. And that's fantastic. But remember that everybody's audience is following that person for a specific reason. And I think a lot of people in our industry got really caught up in being like, this is my stance on this, including me. This is me as well. This is my stance on this. And this is what what this study shows. And actually, I think at the end of the day, like your followers, for me at least, and like I say, everyone's different. But for me, they're there because they're like, help help me. What can I do? They don't give two shits about the studies on fasted cardio. Like maybe if I got asked about it a few times in a QA, and a I would talk on it. You know, but I've been talking, I've done whole podcast episodes in that four years ago. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah, so I, I want to. So much more interesting about going to someone like it's going to put us up there, but like like us is that we do do the research, mm-hmm. and we do know the studies, and we do read up on that. But then it's also applied. It's like yeah, I know the research, but also here's ten years of coaching people, and that's, that's more valuable. Oh, hundred percent, it's more valuable. But I also think that it's not a false dichotomy. It's not. What's more important, experience or or like knowing the research? You can do both. Like you should do both. If you want to be the best coach do both yeah 100 percent. you need to know the foundation of like exactly what emma just said it's working but it's not because of that and just being able to teach people that it's great because it stops you know people doing silly things that they don't need to do for results um but saying to someone like okay well look the fact that you're doing it and it's worked, like that's great like that's fine um yeah anyway so okay right back to the question sorry can you repeat <laughs> i am the irony of that <laughs> okay yeah guys all we care about is your questions but also talk. <laughs> yeah, go on read right. it again any advice for sugar cravings and lack of energy for resistance training slash weightlifting workouts when you're on your period okay so um first of all we talked about this before in terms of it's so funny i was honestly going to do a whole post on this this morning in terms of what your actual options are instead of us just being like well you're gonna have to suck it up um actual options include um coming up to maintenance calories to allow for some more kind of cravingy things in your day-to-day so between meals having a chocolate bar you know coming up two three four hundred calories on the calories that you're already on is gonna allow for that and that's great but you have to understand that is not going to quench your cravings because this is hormonal this is going to be influx throughout the course of the day potentially the full week and you can eat we say this i say this sentence every time the whole of cadbury's world you ain't going to get rid of it especially one day in one sitting it's it's going to come back a few hours later so there is an element of like you have to accept that this is part of it just like the cramps are and you know i don't know about you guys but nothing works when i'm I'm cramping like no neurofen is fixing it so you just have to kind of fucking get on with it and uh the second thing is read the training if you're absolutely fuckhold and you can't train, that's fine. Give yourself a few days off and just hit steps, okay? And nutrition, you'll be absolutely fine to take some days of training. Or if you can get to the gym, you're just not that strong that week, just decrease your intensity, decrease your output. So if you normally score 80 kg, you score 50, you know, and, 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 and work with your body instead of trying to work, like force it to do something that it just doesn't want to do. 
Yeah, I agree. And what's hard about this is there is no right advice here. Like some people will have barely any impact of their cycle and they'll be like, yeah, it happened this week, but it doesn't really change anything. Other people literally can't get out of bed. And it's very hard for us to be like, what, what we're certainly not saying is, yeah, just suck up and get on with it if you're someone who really struggles. But what we are saying is that there's probably not that much that you can do about it apart from like take the pressure off yourself. So if you can't train that week, that's absolutely fine. If you can't train for a few days, totally fine. The other thing I wouldn't do is read into a lot what a lot of people post on social media. I d- don't know why it's so popular. Maybe it's no, because, oh, this is how it's working and blah, blah, blah. But like, oh, because of hormonal fluctuations, this is how you will feel and this is how you should change your training. Everyone is so, so different. And I think what a lot of people miss as well is like, that's not true as soon as you start taking contraception and over 50% of women are on some form of contraception. So if you're still looking at these social media posts that are like, the week before your period, you should be training like this. And then technically the week of your period, you're strongest, so you should be lifting heaviest. It's like, okay, sure. But I feel like shit that week. So I'm not going to lift my heaviest. Like work with how you feel. And that also might be different month to month. You might have one month where you have loads of cravings and one month where you don't, or one month where your cramps are really bad and another month where they're not. You don't need to always adapt in exactly the same ways. Um, But I agree with Chloe, like personally, I know some people are like, yeah, do you know what? I bring up my calories by 300 a day and I feel much better. Great. If that works for you, fine. What I find is it makes absolutely no difference. I've just eaten more. And if fat loss is my goal, then like, I feel like shit, 300 calories less and 300 calories more. So I just end up saying, do you know what? It's going to be a shit three or four days or like a tougher three or four days than normal but I'm just going to continue and get my head down I think knowing that it will pass and knowing why it is 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 like quite important and this is where like things like journaling or keeping a bit of a diary is useful because that time of your month you're the most irrational hormones also affect your mood remember they will affect your body image so you might think like no this diet isn't even working my weight's fluctuated up again for hormonal reasons my body image is poorer, again, for hormonal reasons. It's a time where a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to sack it in. But really, it, really keeping a track of like your mood and your emotions and where you were the month before and thinking, oh, yeah, this happened last month. Actually, I won't make any decisions about this for three or four days. If I still want to give up next week, I can give up next week. But by that time, you'll probably be a little bit more rational and sane and the weight probably will have come off and your body image might be a bit better and you'll be feeling better about yourself and you'll have more energy, et cetera, et cetera. So you tend not to then give up at that point, but just reminding yourself that that can happen around that time of the month and that it happens every month and that it's totally normal is quite useful. I'd also just like to point out that Emma just said, sack it in. So she took sack it off and pack it in and made her own terminology, which is a very Emma thing to do. You're welcome everyone. (laughs) Like, what did you say the other day when you were like, um, oh yeah, you were like, fuck the bandwagon. I was like, no, no, the bandwagon is entirely different from the diet wagon. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> people. Since then, I corrected you and I laughed. We did a whole thing about it. So many people since then, like, I fell off the bandwagon. I'm like, oh, I've done this. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, right. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> what's your thoughts on taking your temperature to monitor your metabolism i used to do it with a nutritionist doing 
a deficit slash maintenance long-term weight loss temperature before and after a meal to make sure your metabolism doesn't slow down no yawn 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 <laughs> how much fucking time on his hands did this guy have and expect that he's like no absolutely also so much can impact your temperature that's no. this thing <laughs> snooze fest absolutely not <laughs> get who is this guy get or woman i don't know why i presumed it was a hey, Mia. We'll tell him. that easy as well like i think more people would probably be doing it like there's so many reasons that your temperature could be fluctuating i bet this is the kind <laughs> of person that like tracks their garlic and shit like that <laughs> yeah or like has a glucose monitor attached to them yeah. at times yeah oh it's so annoying um Okay, Jane, did ask earlier, but may have missed. Is there any ideal pace for walking to get steps in? Um, no, it's totally fine. Walk at your own pace. Don't stress about that. Yeah, walk at your own pace, but also it's like- really slow and annoying for people. Oh. Meandering dawdlers, my worst people. My mum is a meander. When uh, my, my mum's um, headmaster once like gave her whatever it used to be, back in the day some kind of school punishment for like walking insolently and this was a story she'd tell me growing up when I went to school like you know about how teachers can be ignored sometimes and I was like her now I'm older I'm like no no absolutely like she's such a dawdler gives zero fucks about everyone and anyone around her and I'm like woman <laughs> move yeah see I thought this and I felt really bad because like I was back at my parents over Christmas and we went for like numerous walks and I kept thinking like my my mum's sister was up as well and I thought oh maybe they want to work, walk on their own because they're walking so slowly and then a couple of days later she was like yeah it was just a shame because I didn't really get to speak to anyone on the walk so I was really tired oh, oh no. I was like oh. I thought you were just like hanging back because you wanted to have your own chat and I was like it's a little bit rude actually <laughs> you were the rude one bitch oh, no. slow down and then my dad's like should we wait for mum I was like nah don't, 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 this kind of thing, I'll think about this before bed at night and it'll give me I like- I thought about it for so long afterwards. I was like, I'm so, I didn't know that you were like struggling. So, so this is like, so my dad used to do this thing when I was, me and my brother, when we were growing up, like he would guilt trip us, he'd manipulate us to going on walks with him when we were in Cornwall. He'd come into our bedrooms at like stupid o'clock in the morning. You know, when you're a teenager and all you want to do is sleep come into our rooms and he'd be like I'm walking to Paul Perro are you gonna come with me and he'd be like no dad I'm gonna sleep and he'd be like oh and he'd stand there for like a fair few seconds and his like bottom lip would kind of like come out and he'd kind of look around the room but he didn't know what to do with himself to the point where you're like okay fuck I'll come I'll come every time proper manipulative knew what he was doing oh, my mom always says that like if I do something bad she's just like I need I used to never get in trouble as a child but she'd just say I'll remember that <laughs> oh the manipulation on that fucking eight <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't do, and I was like oh no okay I'll do it no no it's too late now I feel like the last time you did something bad and you told your mom she was like oh well move on <laughs> yeah <laughs> it happened <laughs> yep and I'm still doing that oh. so, anyway Emma <laughs> I I did the home weights upper workout this morning and loved it but felt like I wasted quite a bit of time adding on slash taking off the weight plates, therefore getting a cheeky rest after the superset. Is this okay or should I invest in a more variety of weights? 
it's fine it is fine but at the same time guys remember with upper body the reason why it's all like giant setted super setted triceted is because you can probably start on a weight whether it's a barbell or dumbbells and the reason why i'm you know you're it is the way it is is because you're going to start hitting failure in that very vast rep range of like five to 20 reps for every exercise you do because you're you're doing it back to back and i have programmed it in a way where the things that you are going to hit failure with first the first and the things which are going to you know take a bit you know or which are a bit stronger the exercises will be a bit stronger are coming later so you're already fucking like burning and flagging um so really i would question a five to 20 rep range is fine. I would question whether you even need to change the weight. So if you just think you do, so then you're doing it, give it a go and find that nice middle ground with the weight that you're lifting. Give it a go and just see if you can actually get to the end of the set and not be able to fucking move your upper body. Because I never, I rarely, I have one barbell for doing something like a press. And then if I go straight into like the other shoulder exercises, I've got my fours, sixes. I don't need to be messing around with weights. Yeah. I think the smart programming works that way as well. And especially if you're doing things like the other day, I didn't have much time in the gym, so I just did supersets, but they would start at like 20 reps, going yeah. down to 15, going down to 10. Yeah. You get, never need to lower the, the weight because as the reps are lowering, your fatigue levels are hiring. Yeah. So and it was the same don't... weight that I did the 20 reps on that I did the 10 reps on. Yeah, and you don't need to do the same reps in my workouts per exercise. I give you a range because it's a home workout. It's it's harder to do. So, you know, let's say if you're doing a military press and you're you're um, hitting failure at ten reps, and then you go on to you know a lateral raise and you hit failure on eight reps, that's fine. I don't care. Um, so yeah. Uh, Cam Chan's just asking. I know you've both mentioned subscriptions to Mass previously. Would it be worth subscribing to? I'm a geek, but wondering if the info might be a bit too much and may not get a lot out of it. No, I don't think it'll be too much. I think it, it's a review, so it's there to be digestible and very easy to read and take on. Also, they're fantastic at you know adding to you know not only the text, you know this kind of long form content, but short form content like videos and like PowerPoint presentations and shit like that. So I don't think it would go over your head. It is a lot. There's a lot there. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of options. Read the packages um, and what you choose, and then that will obviously refine what you have access to. So, I mean, I don't know, Kanchan, if you're taking your lifting really seriously and, oh, you are getting qualified as well. Yeah, why not? I'd go for it. Yeah, I'd do it. I mean, worst case scenario, you do it for a couple of months and you're like, mm, not, not actually reading any of this, cancel your subscription. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and I think it's great. And like you're saying, there's a lot there and most of it I don't read because I'm like, I don't really care that much about one rep max in this certain situation and blah, blah, blah. Like, not my area of expertise or interest. But there are certain bits that I'm like, oh, yeah, that really is. So you can kind of pick and choose. And yeah. you have access to, like, everything as soon as you sign up, which is pretty incredible. Like, years of backdated stuff. Yeah. Um, Harry, should we be doing a warm-up prior to the workouts? And if so, what would you recommend? There's a stretching file, if you want to read that. Um, otherwise, just, I would say, get on something like the cross train is quite good. It's a five-minute warm-up pre-workout. Or Emma always says this, this is a really good one. Just walk through the exercises that you're going to do unweighted and then you're all ready. Um, oh, this is a very hard name to say. <laughs> Anushka? Anushka? Anushka. Oh, Anushka, yeah. Okay. A child was called Anushka. It's a Russian name. Yeah, it looks Russian. Yeah. 
Okay, um, she says that's answered my question about ghrelin and leptin post-menopause, just put up with it. I think like understanding things like hunger hormones and that different people have different sensitivity to different hunger hormones, it, it, really the benefit of knowing that is realizing that it's not as easy for everyone. Yes. So if you're looking at someone else and be like, oh, it just seems really easy when Chloe does it and she just gets great results. Like it isn't always an even playing field. And I think understanding that and not, internalizing I must just be lazy I must just have no willpower that's that's about as far as the use of that knowledge goes uh you, you don't need to act on it you don't need to diet in a different way you don't need to do anything particularly differently it's just knowing that yeah it's not completely even for everyone and some people might find this a little bit harder than others and some people might need a little bit more support but that's what we're here for yeah here here great point and yeah you know as we said, you know, our hormone, hormones and hormonal changes, especially as you age, but really as a reaction to things that, that happen, you know, one day in your life, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of the course of inhabiting a human body. And, and you know, but it, that's not to say like, oh, just get on with it. Like we say, like if you, for example, if you're a client who's, you know, kind of in an obese category and you're really struggling, struggling with your leptin signaling and we you know we're having a problem we have to take it into account we have to talk about it you can't just ignore it and white knuckle it like this has to be monitored um but you know the same side of the coin is exactly what, what you're saying and what we were saying before you know every human body it's a healthy thing to have these fluctuations and reactions throughout the day it's meant to happen um and that is when you just have to accept it. And as Emma said, like, stop monitoring this, you know, taking your temperature after meals, you know, blood glucose monitoring, like all these, it's just too much, man, way too much. Yeah, I think the other thing is like, it's the understanding that's useful and sometimes comforting. But like, if we thought someone had some leptin resistance, there's nothing you can do directly about that. Like, okay, what's going to improve that? Losing body fat, exercising more. Okay, so those are the things that we can actually action rather than, worrying about something that we can't directly influence but knowing about it do you know what I mean like talking to talking yeah to yeah, yeah knowing yeah like psychologically and I this is what I mean like I hate and it is still such a thing with people who are like just it, just a calorie deficit you just need a calorie deficit it's like for some people that's really fucking unhelpful for some people it goes way beyond that and you know we talk about psychology which is one thing in and of itself but then yeah exactly like like we're saying some people have got themselves into a situation where there are way more factors that need to be considered yeah and even knowing that okay so I have a, a lot of excess body fat at the moment which means that my leptin sensitivity might not be as sensitive as it could be, which means I might be hungrier, but also realizing actually losing weight will benefit that. Like that's quite reassuring as well. Like, it won't always be this hard. That is quite a reassuring thing to know. Okay, right, I'm gonna fire through some of these because we've been here for an hour now. Um, are there any exercises that I should avoid with back pain, all legs all, or just deadlifts only? Having issues with my back on and off for a while, no diagnosis yet. So definitely go and see a specialist. Anything that's causing pain, avoid. So that might be all legs, that might be just deadlifts, that might be certain leg exercises and not others. Keep a good like training diary and pain diary and relate the two and just see if anything's causing you pain, don't do it. Yep. Okay, Tracy, I love how balanced and adaptive you are with your advice and ethos, every client centered. Oh, thanks. Oh, sorry, very client-centered, but same, same thing. Um, 
<laughs> Emma, thank you. That's very helpful. I'm used to defined eight or 12 reps. I need to get out of that mindset and into a rep to failure. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Okay, Beth, been to the gym four times this week. So did all the programs. If I can only go three uh, times, which should I do? Push, legs, push, pull or full. Okay, yeah, push, pull, legs. And then the full body is like a bonus. Um, Tajal, I, I used to be all or nothing and have really worked on this over the past year and slowly finally balanced. So thank you. You've both been so helpful on this. Love great. That. Yeah, Tajal did a post about that the other day, which was great. Mm -hmm. It makes all the difference. Like, and I was just like, oh, that's great. But like that, that will literally change your life. But that's, that the work. Yeah. Yeah. that's the hardest work. You know, like everybody, don't get me wrong, guys. Getting up, going to the gym, getting your walks in, being fucking, you know, strong-willed in the kitchen. All of that's work and we commend you. You know, losing a pound is is a testament to work. I mean, like of body fat, not fluctuating scale weight. It's really impressive, but it's the mindset shit, which is going to do go the real distance with you. And that's the hardest one to do, without a doubt. Agreed. All right. Okay. We've done all the questions there. I just want to do this last one on the live because I have such a quick answer. Claire Lomas says, I genuinely don't know how I'm going to hit 12K steps a day when I sit at my work desk nine hours a day with only an hour lunch break. I definitely want to do strength, regular strength and resistance training too. I need some tips. I just did a post on this. Go and look at my Instagram. I thought you were going to be like, quit your job, sell your car. Now I'll try and get to work. Your wealth, babe. Um, yeah, no, go read my Instagram post, all of you. Um, it is absolutely based on on years of coaching experience and hopefully so incredible go and read it i'm amazing i'm <laughs> sure there's gonna be some dickhead underneath it like not everybody can walk i'm like that's the whole point of the post <laughs> yeah yeah i i had a, a question like that yesterday i think it is just like it's nice to reassure people like steps are just a crude measure you can do it in many other ways and even if you can't be as active as other people that's still a way around everything like there is always a solution oh yeah go look at my post I've named nine of them <laughs> there we go okay thanks everyone